0: Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana Enchantress of Books.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' podcast. Today, I am chatting with narrator Stephanie Rose. Stephanie, welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' podcast. How are you doing today?
0: Thank you very much for welcoming me. I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I've been looking at your, your former guests, and I'm just so honored to be included and so happy. Thanks. Yeah, hopefully you enjoyed those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did.
1: <laughs> good, good. I always have that mindset that I'm like, no one's listening, or oh my god, people get bored, um, or they're not wanting to hear my voice and just want to listen to you guys, but Mm-mm. that's always the imposter syndrome in us at all, I guess, so...
0: I agree. And I think this is a very fascinating topic. I mean, obviously it's, you know, what we love and what we do, but I think it's really interesting and I think Mm -hmm. it's really cool to get to hear other people's processes.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating and how you got started?
0: Okay. Well, my name uh, for romance novels is Stephanie Rose. (laughs) I have (laughs) another name for other things, but like I was telling you, I have little kids. So this is my Mm -hmm. romance name. Um, I was looking it up to try to be prepared, and I saw that my first published romance novel under Stephanie Nose was... Stephanie Nose. That's good. I'm going to change it now to Stephanie Nose. It's going to be my third name. (laughs) It's going to be only comedy. Um, Stephanie Rose was 2014. Wow. Which was, you know, a little while ago, and been doing it ever since, and how I got started. You know, I was an actor, am an actor, and uh, I was at a party. That, see, this was a long time ago. 2014 was, was a long time ago. And um, audiobooks were not really that big of a deal back then, at least not, you know, in the circles that I was in. And an actor friend of mine said, oh, I've been narrating audiobooks. And I said, what are you talking about? How do I do that? And he showed me how to sign up for ACX, and I did. And the first book I ever narrated, I was in my friend's closet using a <laughs> podcasting mic. <laughs> and I made about a million mistakes. And, you know, I just I loved it. And I kept going and kept learning and, and you know, getting more gear and getting more stuff. And here we are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so having you started back then and now with all these many years and so many books in between, how has the process of prepping a book and even starting the whole narration changed for you?
0: Um, It's changed so much. I mean, there's so, so much to learn. And I think at the time that I was coming in to audiobooks, you know, there really was not a lot of resources there. The biggest resource that I found when I was new back then was the SAG-AFTRA audiobook steering committee meetings. We would meet like quarterly, I think. And that was where I was able to talk with other narrators. I was able to find out what publishers there were and, like, what, you know, who I should even try to submit to. They would talk about their equipment or, you know, their booths. And um, that's where I got a lot, a lot of my information back then. And maybe I think there might have been like a Facebook group or two, but there wasn't the huge amount of resources that there is today, at least not that I was aware of back then. So today there's, you know the Audio Publishers Association has so many resources. They have a beautiful mentorship program that I just completed, working with a mentee for my first time, which was so rewarding. You know, there's so many amazing narrators who are giving classes and coaching, and you know, they have basically like their own school. There's a huge community, I think, on social media of narrators who are coming up and helping each other. So it's a lot different today. I think if somebody's coming in today, there's a lot more opportunity to to meet people and to learn more quicker.
1: Yeah, it's a great community where because there's always so much work for everybody, there isn't that bit mm-hmm. of that competition that could be in any other job, as far as skill sets goes. And I've even had to—I remember when I was looking into getting a mic when I wanted to do this more, you know, frequently versus just a monthly series. I'm like, so Gary. You who love bikes, Mr. Gary yeah. for long. Um, And so I asked him for some help and he gave me a bunch of information and ended up getting one from there. So there's a lot of cool stuff out there.
0: That is such a great point that you bring up, though, about the non-competition non-compet- because... As actors, and I think a lot of us start as actors, it's a very different way to, you know, to approach the work. I think we've been spending a long time being worried that someone else is going to take our job from us or, you know, at the audition or, or whatever the opportunity. And it really doesn't feel that way in audiobooks. I've had several friends ask me for help to get started, and I'm so happy to help them. And they have gotten started. And I have a few friends who've, be, you know, been able to make this into a career, and I'm so happy for them. And you're right, there is enough work to go around. And isn't that a beautiful place to work in
1: absolutely yeah because especially when there's so many different genres and even outside of romance right um, you know for those that like the memoirs and the biographies or the cookbooks yeah. and the self-help books and the fantasy and the you know star wars stuff and you know, all this mm-hmm. other fun stuff but even within the romance genre all oh, the lovely sub genres in there so
0: many so (laughs) So. many
1: (laughs) yeah there's something for everybody including our narrators so (laughs) there
0: is it's so true and it and it's funny because you know you would think as a romance narrator oh you read the same thing every day but it's not because like you said there's so many different subgenres. you know that everything is a little bit different and it's really cool
1: yeah even as listeners I know that as much as I love and adore many of you there will come a point where I'm like, um, not listening to you today, Stephanie, because <laughs> I listened to the past three books by different authors, all by I'm gonna you. Change,
0: when I change my name to Stephanie Knows, that's yeah. when you're going to start listening to me again. I'm yes, going to trick I'll you. <laughs> you're going to say, this sounds really familiar. Oh, yeah.
1: There, I will not lie. I think when I, uh, years ago, there was one that was like that. I'm going, oh, it's another name. I'm going to check it out because I like the <laughs> genre and everything. And then they start talking and I'm like, fucker wait a (laughs) second i I know that voice (laughs) that is so funny
0: i know we like to think that we are chameleons but you know everybody kind of has a voice print right like a fingerprint i mean yeah doesn't the cia know how to tell like a person by their voice isn't that a thing uh, I see detective shows, right? <laughs> yes.
1: Um, uh, from what I've seen in NCIS and, you know, <laughs>
0: yes, some of the from our research yes. <laughs> v- watching NCIS, uh, huh, we've learned yes, all the facts and,
1: and criminal minds as well. Of course, um, criminal just, minds yes. was a big
0: part of my college curriculum. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: So I think that there, there is something in our voices, whether it's a cadence or how we say certain things, but also it all depends on how you guys are performing because you know, you might put on a bit more of a sultry sexy tone in the romance, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be a little bit more, you know, when it's a self-help or, or memoir or something, you're going to be a little bit more factual. So there's going to be yes. that tone change, and sometimes people can't pick up on that. Not everybody has that defineness s- in the ear as far as listening either. So Yes,
0: Mm -hmm. that's true that's true and I find myself kind of fooled a lot too you know just with especially with commercials when you listen to the the voiceover person in commercials my husband is so good at this he's like oh I know who that is who is it and (laughs) I never know I could never ever tell which is so weird but some people can just hear it
1: oh yeah I've had to um send a note or two to some of my narrator friends now and I'm like did I just listen to you do like a Disney commercial (laughs) were you right um in one case yes I was. Oh that's
0: good.
1: <laughs> and another case it was um in his Spanish because I thought it was Sebastian Leon and mm. um like was that you and he's like no that's not me but damn that's close. You know I'm like yeah. okay. So mhm because yep. again the cadence and how things are recorded also and also even the speakers on our end Make you guys yeah. sound a little different. So
0: that's true. See mm-hmm. all the the nuances. This is why you're going to be a good detective when you join <laughs> NCIS. <laughs>
1: well considering sometimes i know where the bodies are i might go that's more into right. the criminal, mind, unit, you criminal know? <laughs> mind right 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 yeah
0: the cold cases you should be yes. in cold cases oh, you like gracious. dig up all the <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: well there are some times when listeners and readers will bust out with you know i, I read this book many years ago and there was a heroine oh. that was doing this this and this and the hero was blah 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 but i can't remember the name of the book and mm. they'll post it somewhere and that's when we're like all right people let's go oh my
0: gosh and, that's yeah. tricky That's like a puzzle.
1: Well, you know, there's there's certain little things if they remember here and there and then provide them with some options and things like that, but always in good fun and again I like the community that. So helping this
0: is gonna be your your second career you're gonna be oh a, a book detective <laughs> you're gonna help people we're all gonna get super old and we're gonna be like oh viviana there was this book that i can't remember Can you help me
1: oh my goodness more like fifth or seventh career at this point but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right
0: right right. right that'll be the post post post
1: i know right <laughs> yeah but maybe later down the line so once i'm done with everything else i'm currently doing i'll be like let's mm-hmm. just change it up a bit let's just yeah. do this yeah
0: yeah I like it one day yeah
1: you'll have, to, you'll have to be my uh my partner in crime though so oh,
0: I w- I mean no. I will give you your mo- the most business because my memory is <laughs> not good and I'm worried at that <laughs> so, point I
1: might as well do an excel spreadsheet for your books then you know I d- you
0: know what I just started doing that and <laughs> I have to report I I'm probably late to the game but um at APAC which is the audiobook publishers association conference this last year they did a presentation on a software called Airtable. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Do you know about Airtable? I do. It is the coolest. I love lists and things, but like Uh you can't. There's never really a perfect list because you want to be able to like drop in attachments and click on things. Well, in Airtable, which I do not work for, you can. (laughs) I (laughs) love it. I'm so, so excited about Airtable. So, yes, that has made my life more organized, Mm -hmm. which is always the goal.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And as a girl that loves Excel for the list, capi- uh, you know, abilities and being able to color code and mm-hmm. schedule things and things, like that when I discovered Airtable, I was like,
0: Wah. "I know be- where because- has it been." <laughs> I know because
1: it was always a pain to add a graphic of the book cover to that Excel mm-hmm. spreadsheet or mm-hmm. adding something that was a document attached to it, so everything can be in one place. For those that are going, what the fuck are they talking about?
0: Um, like. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about audiobooks. What's wrong with this? We're getting there. (laughs) This podcast is broken. I know.
1: (laughs) But for those of you guys that like to keep track of the books that you've read. Yeah, it's true. And don't want to use Goodreads Mm -hmm. or anything else. I highly suggest creating and going to Airtable. They have free accounts that you can use. And it is very basic where you can upload the photo of the the book cover, the graphic of it. And then you can do a column and so on and so forth and keep Mm -hmm. track of the books that you've been listening to and reading and then do that column for if you reviewed it or not. Hopefully those are all checked out. And mm-hmm. and that would be the best thing I think out there currently for keeping track of the books that you're listening to. So there is a rhyme and a reason for a conversation on Airtable.
0: So I agree. <laughs> and we are gonna be getting our checks in the mail from Airtable. Oh, I'm just oh gonna my expect goodness, it right. <laughs> to <laughs> You're welcome, Airtable. You're welcome. That's yes, right.
1: <laughs> wow, there's an <laughs> influx of people using Airtable now.
0: Hmm. I know, right? <laughs> huh? Trace it back to this. <laughs> I know.
1: Yeah, um, it's so when you're constantly talking, I know that I've when I've done a lot of these podcasts and chatting with you guys, or when we go to conferences, the voice gets tired.
0: Oh, it um, does.
1: Yes. Before it getting into get the tired. booth, do you do any sort of, you know, exercising the vocal cords or any sort of routines? to kind of get you going in the day before you get into that magical box of yours? The
0: magical box uh, (laughs) with only one window, but it's good that there's a window. Um, It's a hot box right now. Ooh, summer. Um, I do, you know, it depends on the season. Um, I found out because I went to an ENT a few years ago thinking I had a hemorrhage. Uh, I had been losing my voice every day. And I really, I I thought my career was over. I was in tears when I went to the ENT. You know, I was like, you don't understand. This is my job. And I found out that I have terrible allergies and that my allergies were creating this post-nasal drip. This is getting really sexy here. That was making me lose my voice every single day. It was the craziest thing. So now I have um, a nasal spray that I take, which really helps. I have a nasal irrigation system. This is what sexy audiobooks is really all about is the nasal right. spray and the irrigation system. <laughs> and um in term that really helps me. And then in terms of um the exercises, my most favorite thing to do and anybody can do it is to get a straw. You probably have heard this before. Um not a like a smoothie straw, but like a regular straw, the kind they don't make anymore cuz it hurts all the animals, but mm-hmm. you know, you probably still have one. Um you can do it with a paper one, I'm sure. And to hum the national anthem in a straw. Oh, there is some science behind it, which I haven't researched where it really relaxes and releases the vocal cords in a way where, I mean, I I do all my best work after the straw. And if I'm feeling really tired or run down or like, I'm not getting certain, you know, registers, notes in my register, my vocal register, I go to do the straw and I come back and I feel better. Hmm. I know I had not heard of that one just a straw yeah
1: and yeah I know I've I've heard the um the uh the green apples for the Mm -hmm. mouth noise Um, yes Rob you know introduced me to lemons and limes of sorts for getting some of that stuff out there too and and reducing Mm. it as well and um but I did not know about the straw so good
0: yeah Mm -hmm. the straw is a is a big deal in my booth Mm -hmm. (laughs) my my hot booth yeah.
1: Along with the ice packs, I'm sure. Ice
0: packs. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. The sexy Summer side I of do.
1: narration that no one discusses except for here on the podcast.
0: <laughs> no, it's so funny because whenever female narrators get together, that's all we talk about. I feel mm-hmm. like is like how hot it is in our booths. <laughs> well, we're no. always like, trying to you know
1: yeah the guys are is doing familiar. it too the guys are doing it too i was I'm talking sure to a are. friend of mine and he's like oh good you just caught me on a break i was switching the pads around and i'm like what are you doing the pads uh-huh. <laughs> i'm like what are you doing
0: and he goes the ice packs i'm like oh mm. oh
1: i'm like okay that makes sense so I, mean, see, they- I haven't
0: gone that far yet i think i need to start bringing in ice packs yeah yeah that's my next mm. move thank yeah. you see yeah. I, we're learning a lot today yeah. <laughs> This is a very educational podcast, just so you know. This really should be on a curriculum somewhere.
1: Right. Narrating 101. <laughs> 101. <laughs> so you want to be a narrator. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> you were talking about your range. Oh, and yes. that's the other thing, too, that when it comes down to narrating an audiobook, specifically more so in romance, I think, than anywhere else, mm-hmm. because of the variety of characters and everything else that, that we are falling in love with, as if we're reading it. But you have to differentiate between all of them if you're the solo narrator or if you're even doing dual or even duets. How do you go about selecting how the characters are going to sound for your books that you've narrated?
0: This is a very good question. And I think everybody probably has their own kind of system. I think for me, because I have done so many romance novels, <laughs> I've had to come up with a lot of different types of male characters, which is kind of tricky because you know, doing a male voice is one thing, but doing eight male voices in the same book could be uh, something else. And so um, for me personally, I kind of have my stable of men, which sounds actually like way cooler now that I'm talking about it like that. Let's talk about it like that. I have a stable of men Do you that know? just live <laughs> inside my head. This is good. And, you know, there's like, like the aggressive guy who's like, kind of like has maybe like a little bit of a a control issue, which could be, could be sexy. There's like the joker guy who's kind of funny, you know, who's always trying to make everything into a joke. There could be the smart guy who really wants people to know how smart he is. There could be the jock who's really into sports and he kind of talks, you know, like, I don't know, like a muscled guy would talk in my, in my head. There's the guy who has like a fiery temper and everything really sounds really urgent to him. You know, like I kind of have this cast of characters that already exists in my uh, head, like we talked about. And so I kind of cast from there. You know, I get a book with, let's say, a wolf pack, because that does happen. And, you know, it's like, okay, this guy is the soft one who's smart in the wolf pack. This guy is the fiery one. This guy is the jokey one. And this guy is the aggressive one. Great. Done. Cast. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can see yeah. where that's very helpful if you're doing a reverse harem as well.
0: It is. It is, especially when you have two wolf packs, two male wolf packs fighting with each other, and now they're all upset and talking to each other. <laughs> you're like, how on earth am I going to differentiate? And the All authors and the authors love
1: doing that, by the way. Either having grand dinner parties where everyone and their mother yes. is at the table. Everyone
0: must attend. Yes. You know? Or they <laughs> yes.
1: just got into a fight scene and everybody's out of breath, but they, they realize that they yes. have to have a conversation at that point in time.
0: It and... is true. <laughs> it is yes. It is. It comes up quite a bit. Yeah. More than you might think.
1: <laughs> oh no, I I I think some of them are now doing that on purpose.
0: Oh, really? Yeah,
1: just to kind of throwing things in there as far as like, let's see if she does this or if they can do that. Okay, um, see, that yeah. explains
0: everything. Now this is all <laughs> making, the pieces are coming into place. More detective oh. work for you. This is yeah. great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I
1: know for sure that depending on the relationship um, with the author and the narrator, sometimes just to fuck with each other, um, the author will see about um, throwing in a random accent in something mm. of a character just to see if the narrator can pull it off or not.
0: That is something that I will never be able to unhear. I'm going to lay awake at (laughs) night every night and think about that and think, oh, my God, I'm going to go through every book I've ever done (laughs) and figure out who did that. That is very funny. Yeah. But they,
1: I mean, sometimes that's, you know, keep things interesting. I know that the the relationships, uh, because the authors love how you guys in the performing. Sometimes there's a, you know, using uh, the same narrators over and over again, or mm-hmm. if it's a character that comes back. So why not mess around a little bit with y'all? And I mean, truly, a-
0: though, I, it, and it, at the end of the day, we are performers, and I think we like it, right? Yes, I mean, I like, sometimes... So Oh yeah, yeah. I, I see I this totally... accent, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. something different." You know, yeah, hang I... on, let me go Google this for a second.
1: You know? I can totally see you busting out with "Hold my beer." Um, oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, hold my beer. I like it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with the accent work, I know from the listener's perspective, we all love the accents, whether it's abroad in the UK or here in, mm-hmm. the, in the in the states with the, the southern drawl and things like that. Mm-hmm. But you, as a narrator. What is your favorite accent to perform?
0: Um, it's a good question. I mean, I, because I do so many romance novels, I mm-hmm. would have to say that it's a tie maybe between like an English, you know, like a English billionaire. Let's just call him a billionaire. <laughs> that's the best kind. And <laughs> um, and like a Southern, you know, a uh, hot cowboy. Because mm-hmm. really, if we were going to go to Thunder from Down Under, yeah, I think that's what we would find. So. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep it, keep it close to home, close to mm-hmm. the heart.
1: Yeah, exactly. And what about the opposite of like the ones you're going, Oh, fuck
0: no, yeah. you know, that might
1: be a little bit more for you either because of one thing or another. And do you have, enables- I mean,
0: there are ones that I do that I just can't stop laughing at myself because, and then I have to stop and go back and I'm like, Oh, like it just kills me because I, I so quickly sound completely insane. And the biggest one I think that is for me, which is going to out me if I ever do it in a book, is Australian, because Australian is just kind of unusual, right? Like it sort of has a bunch of different um, elements of accents that I'm used to and that I've worked with a lot, but it's also very unique. So I do find myself cracking myself up a lot and having to stop. And those books take longer.
1: yeah you, don't, you also don't want to ever fall into a caricature you know totally totally Herky, right 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 you know? and if i do that's why i'm like oh
0: god stop 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 go back so and that yeah that is tricky i should get australian pay i'm gonna start putting that into my contracts like if there's an australian <laughs> character that'll be an extra 30 minutes of research <laughs> huh.
1: well so long as you're not getting so specific in which there is a different dialect in that you know segment of where they're from and i'm going oh Oh my gosh can we not
0: (laughs) that i don't even know what would happen it would be like a full week of you know okay everyone cancel everything i'm going to go to a hotel and study this accent for five (laughs) days <laughs> when I come back, I'll be able to do it.
1: Yeah. You'll hear me nothing on except for doing that accent in,
0: on my day-to-day just to practice it more. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that is all I am able to do. No eating, no sleeping. And then, you know, the other thing, I mean, this is my opinion as a narrator who's been working for a long time and as a listener, um, is that I personally feel like the accents don't need to be perfect, right? Because I think that at the end of the day, I'm listening to someone tell me a story. As long as it's not distracting, like you said, like "oh crikey," you know, or anything like that. I think it's fine if the accent, especially for a more complicated accent, like if we're talking about Scottish or Irish, or you know, any of the accents that are actually hard to understand when you when you're a native English speaker and listener and you're listening to someone who's speaking their accent, it can be very hard to understand them. And so. I think I have to prioritize telling the story over doing a perfect accent, which then might actually detract from the story. Absolutely.
1: I mean, I'm a I'm a sucker for the Irish and the and the, and the Scottish accent. Me too. I like those too. <laughs> but I also know that if I was to fly over,
0: um, fly over.
1: <laughs> and have a conversation with a native Scottish mm-hmm. or Irish, there might be a lot of like, can you say that slow? Yeah it <laughs> uh, takes the whole sexiness out of it okay so it I'm... does
0: a little bit yeah no you're not wrong mm-hmm. I, I did I lived in New York for a while and I worked with a bunch of Irish people because I was in bars and restaurants and it was a little tricky sometimes To be like huh could you could you repeat that
1: yeah come again and I'm in that way yeah, um. yeah not, or maybe in
0: that way let's see oh, wow. yeah. maybe you don't need to talk at all yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But again, it's one of those where uh, less is more. And as long as like we can recognize yes. that it's a Southern accent or it's a, you know, British or a Scottish and stuff like that. But, you know, it's what we
0: I also like. think like there's something to the idea that whoever let's say it's a first person point of view book. That person's point of view about the accent may be different than somebody else's point of view. So they may be hearing the accent as thicker because it's so foreign and weird to them. While another character might not be hearing it as, you know, thick at all, or might be hearing it as more subtle because they're more educated or they're more used to it or, you know, so I think there's like a little bit of wiggle room and, and what's the word, (laughs) like just, just variations and, and how you can interpret some of that stuff.
1: But interesting enough, I, I use that same example as far as the 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 listening and who's speaking versus who's doing the listening in the characters. The same way when it comes down to those secondary characters, where the best friend is really excited about something, so they're talking really really fast and stuff like that. And that's the only way that you've seen that best friends. But when he is the lead character in book five, he's not going to be talking like that the entire fucking time. <laughs>
0: Totally, totally. I mean, you're spot on. And especially with doing men's voices, because I think that my heroine always hears the male voice as, you know, sexy and kind of calm and like, you know, enticing. And that male character may have been, you know, the aggressive one from book one. But I'm not going to make him the aggressive one here because now he's in love. (laughs) Now, now there's a different set of ears listening to this voice. Right. Like I totally that I really agree with that. And then it
1: helps too sometimes for the listeners to kind of understand that a bit when there is a shift in a narrator or even a shift in how the narrator does the different voices for that series, because they're like oh it wasn't the same how it was in the first book i'm like but we got him to see him as a bff that was like cheerleading for the dude okay right you know now he's a hair you know the hero or the heroine too like the best friend that's telling her yes the the, you know the girl don't date him because he's an asshole Um,
0: (laughs) and then she was wrong of course because they're in love so come on
1: (laughs) So now she's gonna sound a little bit different in her book right she's Still feels that this other dude is still an asshole. Um, right. <laughs> so it happens.
0: I agree. And I think that's maybe like a more mature narrator perspective. I think I when I was new, I was very much caught up in like, well, this is exactly how they have to sound and it has to be perfect and it has to match. And I think, especially after doing so many series, because one of the great things about being a romance narrator, at least for your job, is that there are so many series. And so when I get a book, I get six books, you know, mm-hmm. romance authors are so incredible at their skill. I cannot even begin to imagine how they write so many books. It's really amazing. And I'm just in awe of them. And so after having done so many series, I think I have fallen into more of what you're talking about, which is like, yeah, a different perspective on mm-hmm. these characters are full characters in, in their own books, in their own points of view. And it doesn't mean that they can't be secondary characters in other books, but once they have their own book, it's different.
1: It, but it also helps too when the author tells you, by the way, that super excited, yeah. you know, fast heated <laughs> speaking dude in, that pops in chapter five and seven is going to be the hero in book nine. So yeah. keep that in mind for your choices.
0: That's true. <laughs> That's true. And I think as a romance narrator, you're always kind of thinking about that,
1: yeah. you know? Especially I think you've done wait. it for a while. I think yeah. So. Like if yeah. I get
0: a one off, I'm kind of like, hey, wait, wait, what is this? Wait, where's the, what series is this in? You know, it's just, it's unusual. I think I get more often get series. Yeah.
1: So with romance, there, I like to call it as an umbrella term. And then all the subgenres underneath it, where we mm. have the paranormal and the contemporary and the rom-coms and the sci and the urban fantasy, all this other fun stuff that falls underneath it. Do you have a favorite to
0: narrate? Mm. I, I do. I mean, I have a few favorites. They're just, there's so many good ones. I think because I like comedy, you know, I have a, <laughs> as you could tell, I keep making jokes. I have a big background in improv comedy and musical improv comedy. And I love the comedy ones. I really do. I think there's something so fun about getting a great love story and also just laughing and giggling the whole way through, you know. I think that's like such a fun combination. So I really, really like that. That's probably my favorite. Although I love the fantasy, I love the paranormal. Um, I love the worlds that are created there and just like the different languages and different, you know, beasts and, you know, <laughs> fantasy elements. There's a lot. There's, yeah, there's there's just a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot to love. Yeah.
1: And and narrating under two different names based off of two different genres of sorts. Is there a genre that you have yet to narrate in either within the scope of romance or even outside of the scope of romance that you're going, Oh, I really want to do that genre.
0: That's a good question. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, I have not narrated a biography. I would say I've narrated some, um, some self-help and some nonfiction, which I actually really enjoy, but I haven't narrated a biography. I think that might be kind of cool. Okay. You know, just to kind of, yeah, get to, to speak someone's, like a memoir, you know, speak someone's experience in life. I think okay. that'd be really fun. All right.
1: Yeah. And even, especially within romance, there's these different scenes, you know, either the first time that they meet or when they're having an argument or if you're doing a, a romantic suspense when things are going kaboom. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: <laughs> kaboom!
1: It, yeah, right? Uh, the authors definitely have a favorite uh, scene to write, but as mm. a narrator and the performer of the book, do you have a favorite type of scene to perform?
0: Well, but this question, I have to answer with a question. What is their favorite scene to write? You've interviewed them. (laughs) It depends on the author. (laughs) Oh, interesting. What do you most commonly hear?
1: Um, I think it's a mix between... That moment when they're like, oh, damn it, I do love him or I'm attracted Mm. to them when if it was like an enemies to lovers of Mm -hmm. sorts, the bantering tends to be another um, one that they really, really love to do. Mm. And sometimes there's some that I actually do really enjoy writing the sex scenes. Others yes. will put a placeholder and do it later. So
0: how <laughs> funny. Oh my gosh, yeah. I love this. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. this is very interesting. I mean, I here's what I will tell you about the sex scenes if you want to know about the sex mm-hmm. scenes. Yeah, yeah. For them. some reason, when I narrate sex scenes, I don't make any mistakes. Now I don't know what that means <laughs> if I'm just like super present or if I'm like really into it. I don't know why, but whenever I see a chapter that is a sex scene, I'm like, ah, I get to get this out, you know, (laughs) bang this one out (laughs) in a
1: few minutes. Literally and figuratively.
0: Quickly. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So that's always nice, you know, Mm -hmm. from a business perspective, get to get to get done faster. I love the meeting scene though. I just, there's something about that scene where, you know, like he sees her And she sees him and I don't know, every single time I narrate one of these scenes, which is always um, (laughs) every single week, I guess, is um, I just think about that in my life. And I think about the people that I know that are in relationships or my own, you know, I've been married for a while, but, you know, like, what is that moment? What is it like? Because people really feel that way. And it's I I think it's something that's um, it's so rare and special to experience and um to hear about with your friends you know telling you about the guy they met or whatever but we don't really it, you know it it's doesn't happen that often right it's like once in a while and so to get to hear that moment and really go into depth about like what the guy looked like or how he was standing or you know i don't know i think that's such a cool moment yeah and
1: again depending on the genre That can go so many different ways.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It can.
1: Yeah, from the the rom-com where she trips and falls on top of him to the paranormal (laughs) alpha. You know, she's being led to him because that is his mate and she has no choice. Um, Which, by the
0: way, I could talk about that all day. I love that about paranormal romances. I think there is something so fulfilling, I will say, about not having to work so hard as a woman. Truly. And it's, so it's a little bit like female empowerment moment for a second, but like, you don't have to wear any specific clothes. You don't have to like have a degree of any kind. You don't have to do your hair a certain way, right? Like your mate will sniff you out because of your natural scent. How empowering is that? Like, you don't have to change a thing about yourself. You just walk around in the world and your mate will come find you and love you because you're you. Uh huh.
1: So you haven't read the books yet where he completely refuses her for fill-in-the-blank reasons.
0: Well, see, now that is a reverse harem commonality. Like, there's really? one brother. Yeah, there's one brother uh. that's like, I can't accept her, but deep down I love her, you know? And then eventually, by the end, yeah. everything works out. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I've, I, I read so those cool. where, you know, she finds out that that's the destiny and that's the fated man, you know, mate. And he's like, uh, no. And because either how he loves somebody else or you know, mm. she is not worthy of him of sorts. Oh, oh. And literally like forgoes her and now she's a bit either either she's like like the shamed one or How does the book Jessica. end? Well she finds another better one. So oh you know <laughs> she finds another better one so of course then surprising to me yeah and then there are times too where that that um the one that said no thank you to her will come around later and try to grab air from now the new guy and that's where that you know conversation happens and i'm like you better not go him you better not go to him he refused you he refused you so you better, you have it good See, with this I'm one. So,
0: I'm so spoiled. <laughs> I just get the ones where the guys love her, no matter that's what good. they do. They try that's not good. to, but they love her yes. because she is their mate. Mm-hmm. And that is yes. all that needs to be said. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah.
1: And yeah, it, it's definitely something that's paranormal that can get away with. Even when the, the female is, not wanting to be with them, that whole thing, there's still the consent of it. And, you know, which is important, I think, to ensure that there is consent among the characters, even other fiction and things like that.
0: That can be a really tricky line. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of narrators who have, you know preferences about what they will or will not narrate i kind of will read anything because i'm i don't know maybe it's like coming as a to it from being an actor first where it's like you could be the girl you know in ncis who's like dead on the table and you're like great thanks love the part thanks so much book me again you know (laughs) i always wanted to do that yeah (laughs) i always wanted to do that yes bucket list checked off but also i think what's been so cool about doing about reading anything is that I have gained a lot of compassion for all of these different types of romance subgenres and stories where there's some questionable elements, and it's helped me to, to get some understanding for it, which is nice. Yeah.
1: No, I, yeah. I think it's having the conversation, at least having the author or whoever's doing the casting let you guys know that there is either dubious consent, these are the trigger warnings, these are yeah. the things like that, so you guys are not cut off guard either, as, along the lines with the the, the listener and the reader. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that there's also why some of you guys have the pseudonyms. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, right, well, yeah, right. I won't do it under that one, but I'll do it under this one. And yeah. uh, it goes from there. But mm-hmm. it's a lot of learning.
0: It is. I, I really am grateful for that part because I was not a romance um reader before I became a narrator. And it's been really fascinating. It's been a total education in mm-hmm. So many different parts of love stories and just the ways in which I think women want to feel important and they want to feel desired. Yeah, it's been really fascinating.
1: I think it opens up the conversation to uh, not make certain topics taboo. Mm
0: -hmm, That's true. That's a good point.
1: And also self-exploring whether it's realizing that they're queer because they just finished reading an LGBTQ plus book. Mm or Mm -hmm. realizing that they have a kink that they didn't know that was even a kink to begin with because they just finished reading a BDSM one and um, or that they like to bake because that recipe in that one book
0: (laughs) I love the ones with bake which by the way I forgot to ask you about this but you have a culinary arts degree I I do yes (laughs) that is the coolest (laughs) yeah I I
1: I love uh, cooking and, and and doing it's again it's like the. Active services, I guess, is from a love language perspective. Uh huh. But yeah, so when the character is a baker or a chef of stuff, I'm always like, ex- you know, I always have a little bit more of that moment of sitting up a little straighter to see i'm like are they including a recipe because that would be kind of fun
0: oh that's so fun (laughs) oh my gosh i love that i have aspirations to learn how to cook better but i think that's i have a lot of respect for anybody that has a (laughs) culinary degree you went through it like i said i used to work in restaurants so i was not on that side of it but yeah mad respect for you oh yeah (laughs) it's stressful
1: it, it is it can be stressful but also that's also where even when it comes down to the romance books I've had a couple where I've I've read them or listened to them and you know the chefs in the kitchen and things mm. are going all over the you know Mach 5 and mm. who does he think he is coming into my kitchen yeah thinking that he is you know the the, the, totally. the better one and I'm going oh no I do know that feeling
0: yeah <laughs> yeah you're like that's true life and that, that happened to me life. and this is yeah. you took this from my diary <laughs> how dare you but also <laughs> I love it
1: <laughs> yeah some of the other stuff that has not ever happened in the kitchen thankfully that it well, might happen in some time. of the
0: books but yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's, that's another conversation for the uh, another podcast. Yeah. Audiobook, you know, audiobook podcast uh, um, at night. No. <laughs> at night,
0: after hours. Yeah. After hour sessions.
1: Maybe at Allure we'll have a couple of those. <laughs>
0: oh, I would love that. Could be, please. I would like that a lot. We
1: were talking about the meet cutes and the meetings, stuff like that. We're actually going to be yes. meeting in real person along with a bunch of other no. authors and narrators over at Allure in September. So that's going to be fun.
0: It's going to be so fun. I hope, you know, it's a a brand new conference. It's the first year I booked my ticket two years ago in the pandemic when no one had anywhere to go and we were all desperate (laughs) to get together (laughs) and it's here. I can't believe it's already here. So I cannot wait.
1: Yeah, they've been planning on this for a a while. And I think that they were planning on doing it and then, bam, the pandemic first hit. And two years later, (laughs) there's been more time to plan. And (laughs) but is this going to be your first event that you go as a signing narrator or have you gone to other events? Yes, it is. Oh,
0: my gosh, I guess it is. That's so fun. Yeah, you're going to pop your cherry. I know. Oh, wow. It's going to be a big deal. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> well, you always remember your first, as they say, you know. Um... Uh, they,
0: that's true. And yes, I do remember. Mm. Not my first this, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yes, I do. <know. laughs> We're getting real now. I know, right? <laughs>
1: Is there something specific that you're really looking forward to about the allure of, you know, Finding.
0: You know, I, I think what would be so cool because narrators, I'm sure you've heard this before. Cause you talk with us all the time are so lonely <laughs> Speak <laughs> for myself. <laughs> we, no, I won't say lonely. We are so alone, right? Like we just, we get the book. Sometimes we chat with the co-narrator that we have about things about the book, but like most, for the most part, we're just by ourselves in the booth narrating the book. And it would be so amazing to meet a person who liked it. And who listened <laughs> to it, You know what I mean? It's like, if a tree falls in a forest, like did anyone, did, did anybody hear that? You know, is anybody out there? So I think that's going to be really special is to meet some of the authors that I've worked for and the co narrators that I've worked with in person and just any listener, you know, that might've enjoyed one of the books that I've narrated. It would make my heart so happy to know that, you know, people mm-hmm. like it.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's so much, Little things, details that go on behind the curtain prior to the book even starting to get recorded, yeah. And to be able to meet them and and just have that conversation of, do you remember that scene? Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially the duet novels. So the duet yes. novels, you know, we do together, and that is an experience. I think we should all go sit in a room <laughs> together, oh talk about that, because you know, usually you're by yourself when you're doing the sex scenes, unless mm-hmm. you're doing a duet.
1: Yes. yes, then it
0: gets a little hotter in the booth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That
1: that's been a fun conversation with many of you all. Um, when it comes down to that, and I and I even had some that have been solo, so they've done it. it's You know, self in a solo narration, but they've been in the studio, so they have an engineer. Mm. And one yes. particular that I'm thinking of loves to do that sexy scene and just kind of then look up to the engineer. Okay. <laughs> no you're kidding I love that no she does it on <laughs> purpose I love her and as she sees oh the guy God. completely beat red because <gasps> then I realized that that was the scene that, that was going to get recorded today
0: oh that's good that's very good I like her a lot oh, I mean yeah. you have to have yeah, to introduce her at a <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: very those good always fun but yeah I mean those are also two some of the questions that as uh, listeners have uh, uh, definitely years ago I think now we see a little bit more because you guys are more in the wild um mm-hmm, with our social mm-hmm. media and things like that or True. things like the the duet narration and the multicast are you guys yeah. obviously sometimes before pandemic many of you will go into a studio and perform it all that in the studio but now that we have virtual yeah. situations are they still doing zoom um i know sometimes you'll still do the the zooming and you know chatting and doing the narration but also i i've realized that sometimes you're still by yourself, um, mm-hmm. and then things get edited together. Are you doing more along the lines of which aspect when it comes down to the duets that you've been doing?
0: The duets that I've been doing have been by my—I mean, by myself, not in a studio. But then mm-hmm. I've been on um, Zoom or you know on the phone or something with the co-narrator. So that we can um, bring a natural rhythm to it. So we do record together. We're not in the same place. But we're, you know, like you and me. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, that's where, and this is where I'm like, bow down to the editor. Because there have been books where I know that there was no communication as far as, I mean, you did your lines on your own. Mm. Like if it was a regular dual or solo, you know, narration. And then they did the other ones. And then they got meshed together. And I'm like, damn,
0: you good. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that that I yes I bow down to all editors always but especially then I can't imagine that's got to be a tough tough job mm-hmm.
1: yeah um so here's a, a good question for you working with words all day long mm-hmm. what's your favorite word not your favorite curse word because that's the second <gasps> part of this question
0: how did I not know these questions are going to come up these are these would have been good ones to think about <laughs> what is my favorite word mm-hmm. what is my favorite word my gosh um this is a tricky one (laughs) I have to think hmm you know what I love I this is maybe not going to be the right answer I love the metaphors for um for heart beating like I love all of it I love like flutter I love butterflies you know I Mm. I don't know like I love like the pitter patter I don't know there's something about describing the sensation in your heart or your stomach Mm -hmm. back to that scene when you meet them yeah. That just feels so real to me, and and paints such a beautiful picture of mm-hmm. of what it could feel like to be in that moment. So I really, really love narrating um those little bits and pieces, the mm-hmm. flutters and the butterflies, and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so that's
1: that's where we're gonna go with for, is your favorite word. Okay, perfect. Fluttered
0: butterflies. Yeah, perfect. Now, what about your
1: favorite curse word?
0: My favorite curse word. My favorite curse word. I mean, I would say it's the F word, except that every time I say the F word in my booth, I end up clipping the audio and I have to go back. So that <laughs> makes it kind of annoying. <laughs> Something about that word, or maybe it's just my power when I say it. Um, it's a little tricky, but um, you know, okay, here's, here's a good one. 80 Award, I don't know if you know this author, but she's incredible. And um, I have narrated a bunch of books for her. I'm doing one right now. She comes up with the most fantastic, creative curse words that are not curse words and they just fill my heart with joy. I mean, there, I wish I had one prepared. I could show it to you, but um, you know, like, I don't know, like damn goose feathers or something. Like she just has Hold this on. amazing way of making words sound like they are curse words when they're not. And it makes me so happy. So I love that.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah, I use um, um, Carrie and Ryan did a series years ago. And it was all about the holiday. So each couple got a holiday and there was a representation of it. And mm. there was one where so it's paranormal too. So there was an elf because he was Santa Claus. And oh. he did not curse as traditional you and I would in real right. world. It was cinnamon sticks and peppermint schnapps. Totally. You know, totally. I was yes. Like, seven seven okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. Um, oh, wait, I can think of one. Dragon balls. Dragon balls. Okay. <laughs> dragon balls (laughs) yeah that's some big stuff there I think we should start saying dragon balls just in general like often I think we should just put work that into the fabric of our linguistic um, oh yeah we we
1: should we should have some couple of that at a lore we're like I think we should Stephanie
0: can you believe the dragon balls
1: on this line freaking me (laughs) dragon balls I'm late dragon balls yes (laughs) So when you're not working and in the booth doing all sorts of prep work outside as well, what do you do for fun when you're not working?
0: What do I do for fun? Um, I mean, I have two little kids, like I Mm -hmm. said, so they keep me very busy, just (laughs) as busy as you could imagine. Um, But I actually, I do this weird thing right now. I'm writing musicals. Hmm. (laughs) I said before that I did musical improv. So Mm -hmm. um, I started writing musicals. And it is so fun. I love it so much. It's um, so weird and different. And um, the people that write musicals are like kind of crazy and wonderful. And I love kind of being around, you know, (laughs) crazy, wonderful people. Um, And in fact, I did write a musical. This is like sort of the thing that happens after you narrate 200 romance novels about romance novels. And it's an audiobook musical. (laughs) And it's called Lustily Ever After, the audiobook musical. And we were nominated for an Audi in 2020. That's awesome. And we got an earphones award. I know. It's so cool. So I've just been writing more musicals. Nice. Yeah.
1: That that's a that takes a lot of work.
0: It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with all the children, but that one took a while to write, but, and it's a, it's a total like slapstick comedy, ridiculous. I describe it to my romance friends as sitting around the campfire at the end of camp and like making fun of the gym teacher with the whistle, you know, like we, like if you love romance, (laughs) you will get every joke. You will totally be there. You will know exactly what we're talking about. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's super fun. And, um, but yeah, it's, you know, it takes work, but also it's just so much fun that I think the thing that I didn't used to know about working is that if you're having fun, it actually gives you more energy. Yes. So yeah, it's kind of a trade-off. It's like Mm -hmm. doing something that you love can kind of psych you up to have more energy to continue on your day
1: yeah it's definitely sometimes um when you're really enjoying the work that you're doing it's a little hard sometimes to categorize it as work and so you're doing it all the time and people are like can you stop working i'm like i am i'm working i'm sorry
0: i always thought i was making graphics my bad (laughs) right 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 because you're you're like creating (laughs) yeah it's all it's all creation it's all Mm -hmm. creative right it's Mm -hmm. like what we're here to do i think is just Mm -hmm. make things yeah And, you know,
1: especially when after after it's done, it gets to be shared with the world and others get to enjoy it. So that's always a good thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It creates connection, like the thing you're doing with the podcast and, you know, the narration and the writing musicals. It's like we all really crave, I think, connection with each other. And especially now more than ever, when we've had these two years of being apart from everybody, you know, I I think we're all really needing to just get to see each other. And yeah. hear each other, and feel like we are connected, and we are all here because we enjoy similar things, and love to, you know, love to listen to audiobooks, or love to be entertained, or love to hear about people doing what they love, and you know,
1: yeah. Well, it's one of those things that you know for a fact that you have things in common. Even like when we're going to a lore, everybody in a lore has the, you know a lot of things in common already. They all love right. romance. They all love audiobooks. Mm-hmm. They all love the the relationship with the authors and the narrators and what we get to see. And then there's these other little sub groups where if they all love the paranormal ones or they all love this and that. So yeah. it's it's having that common Natalie um, with the community building that helps out. So it's always fun.
0: I agree. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be such a fun event. It is. It is.
1: Yeah. The other thing too, that I think it's fun. And so you being more on the musical side of things too, it's going to be a good question. So we always have that one song that it doesn't matter where it plays, whether you're in the car, in your office, or you're at the grocery <laughs> store in aisle nine in the freezer section. But when you hear uh-huh. it, there's going to be that moment of either the shimmy, shimmy dancing happening or mm. you're going to start belting it out and singing it. Mm. What is that song for you?
0: I mean, when you I didn't know where you were going with it. So when you started your question, <laughs> I thought, oh, my God, it's going to be the song that like brings me back to my youth and my my awkward teenage years, which was um, I'll make love to you by boys to men. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's how old I am. Um, that song, like when I hear it's like something happens to my body and I freeze and I go, oh, like I forget mm-hmm. where I am. Um, that was a, a big song. Um, <laughs> um, in terms of like, shimmy, shimmy doo, uh, I love happy by Pharrell. That's mm-hmm. a song that we've danced to so many times having little kids. That one will always make me dance um belting it out i think we're gonna have to go with i'll make love to you (laughs) (laughs) how could you not sing along with that oh it's so good you know young you know i'm
1: gonna end up doing is adding it to my playlist and when we're at a lore, i think you should because all
0: of the young people listening to this are like who boys Uh, to what what? yeah look it up
1: look it up look at google it Cause I'm going to play it, it knowing when you're around I, listening. Now I'm it. so embarrassed. Mm.
0: Cause I feel like there's so many songs in the world that I should have said, but <laughs> I chose boys. to that. <laughs> That's terrible. That just gives you an insight into where my mind is. Well, it's okay. When, <laughs> when
1: we're at the lower and you're in, um, you're at the red carpet for the fire and ice gala. Yes. I will, I will ask you yes. again. So what's that song? Yes. That I, will a, up, I will
0: have a, I will have a better, a better list. A yes, very um, yes curated <laughs> list of really high brow music uh-huh. that uh will restore my reputation perfect <laughs> <laughs> perfect <laughs> see i, I thought uh, when things
1: work out and then now we have more stuff to you know not have to worry about i'm mean, like what am i gonna ask her when she gets there? i'm gonna ask you about that song now so
0: i know said? Yeah. <laughs> i know it all who knew boys to men would save the day i did right. somewhere <laughs> deep down inside we always knew boys to men would save the day
1: absolutely um and again as she mentioned if y'all don't know google them you'll you'll you won't regret it they were really a big group (laughs) so embarrassing Um, no you're fine there's been many references on this show (laughs) and you know along the lines in the eight years or plus that i've been doing this where i busted out with i'm not telling you y'all gonna have to google it so go for it
0: oh my god Um, how funny it's okay we're
1: good One of the things, too, that I do love to to play with you guys, because it can go in so many different directions, but also you get to know them to see how creative the individual can be, is the mm-hmm. la- awesome game of two truths and a lie, where you tell us three things about you and we have to figure out which one's the lie. So if you're ready.
0: Okay. <laughs> I was ready. I've, I have told you one of my truths, so I'm going to have to find another truth. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Two truths and a lie. In no particular order, um, I um, am an avid rock climber. I only drink decaf coffee and I used to catch butterflies in a net when I was a child. Hmm. Okay.
1: This is where I say that y'all can be cre- creative and tricky because it could be... <laughs> It that the lie tricky. is the whole catching uh, butterflies when you were a child, but you do it now, so that's where the is lies. So, uh, <laughs> 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 all right, avid true, rock That's
0: true. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm not that smart. I I wouldn't trick you like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so our options are avid rock climber, only uh-huh. drinks the co- caffeinated coffee, or cat. Mm-hmm. You know, catching butterflies with the nets as a child, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the lie is. Mm. avid rock climber
0: (gasps) how did you know (laughs) you're so intuitive i mean i guess both couldn't be true i couldn't be a rock climber and only drink decaf because i would fall off the rock (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) right one of those had to be false. right i mean but again it could be the other one
1: so Mm -hmm. that's
0: true that's true um but yes, it feels like a person who drinks decaf would run around and chase butterflies, I guess. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gotta get. But that yes, I somehow. don't climb
0: rocks. Mm-hmm. I don't climb anything. I don't actually understand climbing anything. I'm at the point now where I look at kids on a jungle gym, like climbing up and I go, what? Like, that's too high. Like, why would you, <laughs> it would not occur to me to climb. If I walked up to something that was taller than me, I would turn around and walk away. Like, it would just not occur to me to climb it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe okay. it's... Uh, a grown-up thing kids yeah. are you know yeah, better at climbing well, things
1: well they, they have imagination they're not climbing you know that that slide or that thing they're that's climbing the, to save or they're getting away from the monster and they have to go that's up the true. hill Do They have and,
0: motivation yeah, that's what they have motivation yeah well, i have no motivation i no, come up to uh-uh. something taller than me turn and walk away and sit down <laughs> it's see, just no
1: i first then looked first to the side to see if i can walk around it <laughs> before i have Mm. to climb it um Mm -hmm. and then i'll be like "Mm,
0: yeah not worth it okay yeah (laughs) and then turn around and sit down with your cup of decaf coffee and yeah oh no
1: no no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. i know that is a
0: weird thing i it's not on purpose i Mm -hmm. once i had my first child i don't know why i thought i couldn't have coffee apparently you can and i didn't and then I could never go back. Every time I try coffee, I get really weird, so I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't go back. Well, you know, I your body gets decaf, used to it, but I yeah. love decaf. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, they've gotten a lot better too. I know years ago the decaf was like no, um, yeah. But now they've gotten a lot better with the decaffeinated beverages as a whole, as far as flavor goes, because before you could, you could tell just by the flavor, and there was no. Could you really? It. Oh yeah. <gasps>
0: I don't know if I knew that because when I was a waitress, I definitely would pour decaf coffee into regular coffee cups if we didn't have any regular coffee <gasps> and think, um, I know, it's terrible. It's I have to atone for my sins. I really uh, have to apologize to all the places <laughs> that I did that. But, you know, you're busy and they want their coffee and you're like, ah, oh, this is fine. So oh, no. I didn't know they could tell. Yeah, oh, yeah, Mm-hmm. No. Oh wow. Well. I I got I was lucky then that nobody yes. uh, reported me to the authorities. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Like, Excuse me,
1: miss. Excuse me. This is decaf. Yeah. Where's my caffeine?
0: <laughs> yeah. Needed. Oh my god, that would have been crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Oh, that, no. that I'm sure of, that's very bad karma.
1: No, no. I mean, there's way much worse things <laughs> I'm sure out there that karma's
0: taking care of. Could have been. You know, you have a culinary arts degree. You know what bad things could happen. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah. The, the reason why people say don't return things to the kitchen i don't yeah. abide by that because if i make a mistake i want you to be happy with your food but if you're yes. being a bitch and nothing is good right i'm, gonna, I'm not i'm right. not gonna bother with you i'm gonna be like just, just refry it uh yeah
0: <laughs> it's kind of like how uh how i am a chef in my own kitchen and you know i put down the plate and they're like did my sister touch this one and i say no she didn't <laughs> and then they will eat it
1: yep no those are you just have to tell the lie yeah yeah those are chicken nuggets yeah. instead of fish yes you're fine yeah. mm-hmm. right
0: right right yep. yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> my mom did that to us one time she would oh, make them no. look like chicken nuggets and would do the whole breading and the frying and we would eat oh, that gosh. stuff up not knowing any better <gasps> until we were older and I'm like oh, cause no. I don't like fish and the betrayal uh, i know i was like mother and she would just smile Unbelievable. at me later yeah and i'm like but she's like you were a kid you're you know that's how i got you to eat the stuff i'm like all right so, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: gotta do what you gotta do yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah nowadays it's a glass <laughs> of wine and that's how i get my grapes in <laughs>
0: there you go see we get older we get wiser mm-hmm. cut the yeah. corners Absolutely. become more efficient
1: yeah i like it totally <laughs> <laughs> So before we go, um, tell us what you're currently working on, what's coming up next for you that you can share. Okay.
0: I have two. I think I can share this. I have one that I know I can share because it's on pre-order and it is called Sweet Mercy. It's a really cool trilogy actually called The Collector Trilogy. I narrate with Aaron Shedlock, who I think you've interviewed before. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's just... Yeah. it's no he's the best it's a very fun book about a girl who's kind of caught up in her mafia family life and an eccentric painter mm. who is becomes obsessed with her mm. <laughs> i like it it's a good series and then there's another one which is a, ro- a romantic comedy uh, i think these are both Podium. And this one is called My Own Best Enemy. It's by Julie Christensen. It's the Apple Valley Love Stories series. And it is, honestly, I have read a lot of funny scripts. This is the funniest one I've ever read. Hmm. I mean, it's so funny. I just kept laughing. I kept having to stop. It was, her writing is is hysterical. She could write for a Saturday Night Live. I just, I think it's so good. And, you know, the story obviously is also very charming and engaging, but the comedy, it's just really... It's a unique thing to find, like I said, a story where you have a great love story. And also you're like giggling and chuckling the whole time. And it's just so fun to read and it goes so quickly. and Yeah. So those are coming out soon. Nice. Yeah.
1: And I'm sure there's a couple other ones that you've already recorded that, you know, a certain entity is holding on to them until further notice and will magically appear into our
0: (laughs) There are many. I will give you the list along with my list of my song list. Yes. (laughs) Post. We'll we'll add in post. Okay. That's what they say in the business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Ship me later the email.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Perfect. Well, thank you for sharing those. And thank you again for being here and taking the time to chat with me. It's been so much fun.
0: Oh, it has been so much fun. I just feel like this has been such a joy. Thank you for chatting with me.
1: Thank you. And I'll be seeing you in lore And everyone that's listening, I'm going to be posting all of her social media links as well as all, you know the information that we were talking about over at the post for this chat at Viviana Enchanters of Books. So make sure that you guys follow her so you can get all the insight on what's going on. And until next time, happy listenings.
0: Thank you to all of our audiobook loving podcast, Patreon. Special thanks to Nixley Zenner. Carol Liebner Brittany Robinette Leiter Michelle Bastard Brandy Schmidt
1: April Branson The audiobook-loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shout-outs, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at
0: www.patreon.com Forward slash audiobook loving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' podcast, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, Viviana Enchantress of Books.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.